Happiness is all we ever wanted, I can't ask for more Ay, Look, lit off 20 Adderall, I pull up in the Uber just to study Hey what's up guys, this is Hip Hop Entrepreneurs, my name is Matt Young, I've got my co-host with me here, Rez I'm ready to shake things up, motherfucker <laughs> And if you haven't heard of Hip Hop Entrepreneurs already, we are here trying to bridge the gap between business and uh, business and hip hop. I was about to say business and entrepreneurship, but that, that would have been wrong. No, you're right. Okay. You dip into it. Business, entrepreneurship, <laughs> hip hop. We're trying to make sure that people who are into the art also are uh, figuring out how to make money for themselves. And we're here to share the stories of the people who are doing it themselves. So today we have an amazing guest with us, Niera Wright. What's up? What's up? What's up? So, Nira, I met you through Ari, through Rez, and Rez, how did you meet Nira? So, we were both at, what, what was the orientation called? Starting for point. We were both at starting point, and I believe at a certain point, I was waiting to, they, they were doing some sort of uh, introductory auditions and everything like that for the artists, the entrepreneurs, whatever, the creatives who showed up to that orientation for Rec Philly. Shout out to Rec Philly. Um, and then she came out of an audition. She sat at the table that I was at. I was like, what's up? My name's Rez. And then, uh, we got into a conversation. I don't know, you know, how I really led to this, but, you know, I mean, I guess it was in the sense of, uh, what do we do? What do we both do? Respective to, like, why we're there, why we're creatives. And, uh, yeah, the she, classic first date question, what do you do for work? Exactly. And it was the best first date ever. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's not work. It's uh it's, Joy, it's some it's some would consider it work. It's love. But it's passion. It's passion. And when we realized that both of our passions really align, um, whereas she does a lot of creative consulting, a lot of branding, and that's her brand. My brand is creative consulting from a production sphere. You know, how can we get a rapper to sound aesthetically pleasing based on what they want, that kind of stuff. So um, we had a really good conversation and, you know, I knew that wasn't the only time that we were going to talk. Um, so we're here. Well, Niara, you got a hype man. I know. Came out of nowhere. But, you know, I like that kind of energy. Keep that same energy all 2020. Gemini energy. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I think it was a very divine connection that we had that day, and it, it led to this, so I'm very excited. Awesome. So, Nira, the first talking point that we want to hit with you is we saw that uh, you, you became a motivational speaker when you were 13, mm -hmm. and yeah. you were talking about clothing and art. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? So... Little Miss Niera in school was an outcast. She was a little weird. Um, she didn't really fit into the norm, but uh, she was learning and was pretty cool with that. So as I was young, I realized that a lot of other people don't have someone to go to when they're also feeling the same. So when I was young, I started hosting like in school, they were called like assemblies when you're in grade school. Now they're like, we do TED Talks. Those, those are our assemblies, right? <laughs> um, but... I was hosting these assemblies that would show basically like parables on how to deal with uh, bullying in school and how to freely express yourself through fashion. I'm very much a fashion kid. I've been a fashion kid since I was 10 and it just turned into more because I realized I loved helping people. So as I was, when I was 13, I was a Girl Scout. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Girl Scouts USA. Um, helping me like get all of my, my patches and my medals and things. I created a program where I would help with anti-bullying. So, yeah. Okay. 
What and you you said something about a TED talk. Was this like a TEDx talk? What, what was the actual opportunity that uh, you started on? So that was actually, I can't remember the exact name of it. But when you're a Girl Scout, you have to achieve a certain medal, and you work on it for years. You work on it until you're like. 15 between 15 and 18 and so I started it when I was 13 but by the time I finished it I was giving full um talks to different schools I was traveling I was making presentations I had like merch like I was really doing it before Gary V and stuff I was like 13 I was really out here like nobody really understands that this whole your style <laughs> I know when Gary V popped up, I was like who the heck but um about to start a Twitter beef <laughs> I know Gary come at me you can start a hashtag I'm not afraid but um so it really just turned into a whole like movement for myself. And then I never personally have done a TED Talk. I, my dad has done a TEDx Talk. My little sister has done a TEDx Talk. I come from a very entrepreneurial family. But it started with me doing these motivational talks and creating this anti-bullying community for people who love fashion, who love the arts, and for them to freely express themselves. So, yeah, that's really like my whole my whole background. Okay. But what was the uh, – so you said you were working for the Girl Scout badge, and that uh, I'm guessing is intertwined with the public speaking thing. Was this a Girl Scout event that you actually spoke at? No. What it is is you have to create your own entire thing in order to achieve this this medal, this badge. So some other people did like – they started a clothing line or, you know, they were helping animals and things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm very much a people person. So I created an online platform where people come tell their anti-bullying stories, which created an entire oh. community from that. So people could go on and talk about it. Then from that, I started having talks. Um, and it, I just literally was creating community. And that's when I realized at such a young age that I love to understand stories. Mm-hmm. I love to understand people. And that even branches to what I do today. So, okay. See, for some reason, I had it in my head when I saw public speaking or like motivational. Spe- it was motivational speaker. I was thinking public speaking. I was like, did you get up on a stage and go in front of people? It was the online thing. Yeah. It was, okay. Yeah, online and like the little little seminars when I was younger. But mm-hmm. um, I haven't done too much public speaking as I got older. I like hosted a conference in New York under Soledad O'Brien called a Powerful Conference, which is for young young women in New York who come from, you know, like lower income, don't have a lot of opportunities. But I was able to go there, teach classes, and I hosted it with my sister. So I did something like that. I teach every summer. I've always been teaching like every summer um, since about 2015, where I go to colleges and teach mm-hmm. personal branding and things like that. So that, in a way, is like public speaking, but it's just to a smaller crowd man you're really all over the tri-state area you're from new jersey you're here in philly today you go to new york for conferences bounce around a lot yes and i do talk without a car <laughs> so and you were saying you were working with you from a very entrepreneurial family you were working with your sister on the uh, the new york conference or you went there with her um something else that we uh we found was that you started up a magazine with her in 2015 what, what was it nyota 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 so if we are being like Correct, and I don't want anybody from Swahililand getting on here and like tearing us up. It's Nyota, but we didn't know that. Nyota, but we didn't know that when we made the um (laughs) the title. We were just like, this sounds cool. Uh, Nyota means star, and 
it focused on discovering the rising stars in fashion, music, and culture. So uh, when in 2015, my sister came to me. She was like, hey, I'm a photographer. I like taking pictures. You like fashion? Let's make a magazine. So like, cool. We brainstormed the whole thing up. And that's also when I kind of realized that um, I love creating a brand and a story. So when she came to me with the idea, I was able to come up with the logo, the aesthetic, um, the layout, uh, how we presented it, our social media platforms, everything like that. And that's how I realized I love that process. And through learning how to open a publication, which is not an easy task, um, and it's still going on. It turned four years old last year, so we're very excited about it. Um, but through that is really just how I learned how to send the proper kinds of emails, how to really talk to publicists. And that got me comfortable in, uh, you know, starting my own business and really helping with with branding and things like that. Yeah, check it out. Uh, it's NYOTA magazine. It's on issue.com. That's I-S-S-U-U.com. And you guys can check it out. Check it out. You heard her. <laughs> Please check it out. So about what you're talking about right now, I think... Um, Whereas the victories are incredible and we cherish them, we drink to the celebrations, there are some, there is something to say about lessons, big opportunities for improvement. Whereas you did something and then you realized that at the moment it was the worst thing in the world, but afterwards you realized that, you know, you won't repeat such a thing again. Mm -hmm. What sort of, uh, what sort of lesson did you learn when you were doing that whole thing? What was like the main one? So... One thing a lot of people don't know about my life and they see all the, the glory and the, the fun things is that um, I was actually a D student in high school. I almost failed out of school. I almost repeated the 11th grade. School was not a serious thing for me. Like, mm -hmm. not at all. Like, I, Hey, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, not at all. Did not care about school. And mm -hmm. it didn't, like, hit me until I miraculously got into college because I could draw and but then I had to I was asked to leave school because I didn't complete my assignments so after that I went into my entrepreneurial spiel because I was like oh then I have to now make something of myself so the true lesson was that what like after going through all that and not taking life very seriously, yes, I was doing the motivational speaking and all that because I love to work. I love to be around people. Mm. I just didn't like being in a classroom, sitting down, doing what I was supposed to be doing, basically. <laughs> and so being able to then, like, look at myself and my parents also, like, in my face, like, now you got to really, like, make shit happen, basically. Like, mm. do what you got to do. Um, it really pushed all my creativity to the, to the forefront. And I didn't even expect that I had all that in me. And... Mm. So when my sister approached me with this idea, um, I actually just opened a store with my mom and I was putting so much creative energy into that. So then I was like, oh, so my creative sparks were just like flying off like every moment. So everything we were doing, I had ideas for. I was reaching out to people. I was creating new things. And it was really like truly the start of my creative journey as a creative mm -hmm. when this magazine started. Because I was like, wow, if anything somebody brings me, I can create something out of it and I can put my mind to it and make something amazing. Like seriously. So that, I, I find it very interesting. You consider that to be the beginning of your, uh, your creative journey because there was another thing you did in high school. You were selling graffiti name tags. You wouldn't consider that the start. 
what's so crazy is that like every time somebody like tells me about my bio, I'm like, geez, I did so many things. Like, <laughs> wow. Um, Way to take notes on it. Are you kidding me? I, I was about to tell Rez. I was like, yo, do you want to read through this? He's like, yeah. I was like, actually, let me just give you the notes. It'll be easier. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> it's pretty long. But yes, because I have been an artist since I was four. Um, before I had siblings, it was just me and my mom and my dad. And I would bug my parents all day long. One day my mom locked me in a room with paper and crayons and I got to work. And that's when I realized I was an artist. Um, but art is, I think, the one thing that carried me through my life. Um, I think my yes, my creative journey really began when I was in 2015 when I started making businesses and understanding the how my creativity can make me money. Mm. But so I w- Yeah, go ahead. I would say then that... Um, Nyota was not the beginning of your creative journey, but rather the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey. Yes. Like that's really much taking that seriously. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Oh my gosh. That's, that's, that's exactly what it was. Because even though in high school, because I was a graffiti artist in high school and, um, not vandalizing the school, of course, because good <laughs> Lord, I know I was a bad student, but my God. Um, <laughs> but it's I would, I would make, um, locker tags for people and put it on the outside of the locker and I would sell them for like, five ten dollars because it was fun for me that's what i was doing in the back of the classroom that's what i went in history class or english class or but then when i got to art class it was like it was serious so it's like really really going at it but yeah i i forgot all about that thank you so much yeah of course so let's take uh let's take a quick break what we're gonna do is we're gonna do the beat of the week which was an idea that yeah nira you're giving us the look this was your idea what what? speak by action not by words (laughs) So we're actioning it. <laughs> we have six that we're about to put out, but we're going to do one that came out a week or two ago. Something yeah, yeah, like that. something like I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, because we want to make sure that what we're showing people, if anybody's listening, it's already available. To I'll give a little bit of, pre- of a preface. I was, at the time that I made this beat, uh, I always start with the melodies. I was under so much pre-workout coming from the gym, so many endorphins going through my system and clear the music that I had to make something inspirational something that would show you that the light that you see at the end of the tunnel is not eternally moving you are getting closer to it and you don't have to pay me for that speech I just gave you just have to pay me for the beat No, you didn't ask me to rap. Yeah, Aflac with the fucking insurance. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, uh, 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 turtleneck. Oh, yeah. Alright, alright, so. Your freestyle was so much better, bro. What happened? Uh, dude, the best things happen off camera. That's true, that's true. Um, but yeah, um, that beat is for sale at resonantbeats.com. Free copy, always try before you buy. You can just download, press the, the, the white arrow to the right of the link. R-E-Z-O-N-E-N-T-B-E-A-T-S dot com. This beat is very 80s inspired, would set you apart if you have something really inspirational to write over it. And it's called Victory. It's called Victory. Yeah, you'll need you'll need the name because we have like 150, 200 beats or something I online. Think like 200. Yeah, we're getting close if we haven't hit it. Yeah. Okay, back to Niera. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what you're doing right now is al- almost like 
I almost want to say it's like intergenerational because your dad did the same thing, right? With like branding for a brand. Well, you don't specifically focus on hip hop artists. You worked with one hip hop artist from what I heard, Mm -hmm. Um, but you're in the hip hop sphere. Well, you're working with us. We would be like your your second hip hop group that you're working with, but Mm -hmm. you're... Let, let's start with your roots in that for a second. So your dad had a company that, uh, the way it was described to me, was kind of like XXL before XXL. Absolutely. So my dad would actually be considered a tech pioneer in the hip-hop industry. And not just like toot my dad's horn or whatever, because my dad. But he started 360hiphop.com, which evolved to what you guys now know as BET.com. And wait, like BET bought it out? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, you're getting some juice. Um, mm-hmm. but he has been working in technology almost my entire life. Um, and what he was able to show me was that there's ways to get into whatever industry you want to get into, um, behind the scenes. And the behind the scenes people are really like making the bank. Honestly, they get to go to all the events. They get to be around all the people. They're the ones putting the ones in the forefront up. Um, they're the pedestals basically that the celebrities are standing on. Mm-hmm. And my dad was a huge pedestal when technology was coming up. So, um, his business partner was Russell Simmons and mm-hmm. they founded globalgrind.com. I was in fifth grade. Um, Coming from a hip hop family, I wasn't even like allowed to really listen to hip hop though, because it was like they were like, "Oh, some of the stuff is, is too much for your <laughs> young mind." Um, Fast forward to today, let's see how it is. <laughs> it's not right. enough for a young mind, <laughs> right? Right. But um, but I was like, yeah, ten years old, going to the BET Awards, going to um, like, I've been to like to New York when they were having like deaf comedy jams and stuff, not even under knowing where I was at or knowing what was going on, but constantly in that world. Um, yeah, Russell Simmons would be like calling my dad every now and like all the time. Like we'd be in church, like in the middle of church, but I had to get up because he has a meeting with like Rev Run on the phone or whatever, yeah. anything. It's like insane stuff. Um, now so that I know about then. it, I, <laughs> I know now <laughs> that I know about it, it's like, whoa, my dad was really out here doing it. Um, and he still is, of course. Shout out to dad. But just seeing how he operated and how he didn't have to be flashy or he didn't have to, you know, he didn't have to rap and he didn't have to dance and he didn't have to make beats. Those are all amazing things. But he was a person that all those people would go to to get their stuff out there before Spotify, before that. My dad was streaming before, like knew how to stream on YouTube when it first started and stuff like my dad was in it. So when people came to you and they're like, hey, Nira, I just made a song. You're like, oh, my dad works for iTunes. You were like that kid. <laughs> Basically, if my dad worked for, yeah, if my somebody was like, oh my gosh, like, Nier, you just went to the BET Awards, you must know such and such and such and such. And I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I guess well, so. They're just a human. They're, I, so I was just like, yeah, I guess, I guess. Like, um, one of my most vivid memories ever, and I had my best friend come with me, is that we went to this, uh, this holiday party it was like a, it was either like a Def Jam holiday party or something like that I don't remember and I was just there and I was just eating like all I cared about was the food but Jay-Z was there Trey Songs was there DJ Nice and everybody was just like walking around and stuff and I just didn't understand really the magnitude of what I was in but this was my dad's everyday life but it wasn't like they weren't like stars and they weren't, they were just people. They were people doing their thing because to me, my dad was the the star. Everybody wanted his attention. They were like, oh, I need mm. you to make my website. I need you to run my social. I need you to do this, that, and the third. And this was like, yeah, back in like 
in like what was that 2010 2011 like before even You're Instagram. Asking us? I know like no I'm like <laughs> I know I'm like thinking to myself like how none of this stuff that we use now that we honestly take for granted is on our fingertips my dad was the catalyst for all these people's careers to change online my dad knew that he was a pioneer for that so when it came to branding people and it came to putting them out there my dad had the formula so watching mm. him create this formula helps me when i help businesses now thank mm. you. i have so many more questions i want to ask about that but i want to make sure we have enough time to talk about you as well <laughs> so what you're doing right now is you're doing the right look yes so tell us about that that's a branding consulting agency yes so one thing for sure is that um i really wanted to brand myself um as for what it is that i wanted to do so about two years ago i realized that I was helping brands, helping building businesses, aside from building my own, for other people when I was doing it for free. And I was doing it because I loved it. Um, I love hearing somebody's story. I love hearing how they're presenting it. And I love helping them find ways to get to their consumer, really connect to them, and really understand the aesthetic of their brand. So if you see it anywhere, you automatically recognize it. When you see the have the bitten and apple, you know that it's Macintosh. You know like you know what you're looking at. And that's what I want to create for every band that I work for, that I work with. So with the right look creative consulting agency, my goal is to literally find the right look for you. And whether that's through your space, through your business, through your personal brand, through your event, that's what I'm here for and that's what I'm here to bring to you. Okay. Yeah. And we're uh we're excited. We're gonna start working with you. We're gonna have the uh the two meetings a month that we're gonna start doing you're gonna help us like really start getting our goals aligned figuring out like how do we connect a bunch of uh different things we're doing right now between the beats which is why we just did the um uh beat of the week segment that we're doing now trying to connect that with the podcast with our social media with um there's one more thing that i was thinking of either way um so you you've worked with one hip hop artist before. I I heard that didn't go so great. I think the artist kind of like just fell through. Just uh, tell us about that. What happened? So I'm not gonna like blast them out or anything. Yeah, sure. Very talent, like such a talented young man. So I hate seeing talent like just go by the wayside. Trust me, Matt and I know it's yeah left and right. Oh my gosh, it really like drives me insane. That's also why I do what I do because I love results. So when I get into the process of something and when I see the results of it, like that fills me uh, almost as much as, of course, the paycheck does. But I mean, like <laughs> the result of it makes it just fills my spirit. Like, I don't even know how to like describe it other than that. So when I was working with this young man, I worked with him for two years and nothing came of it. So when I think about those two years of work that we did, music videos, launch parties, EPs, traveling to L.A., we did all of this stuff. And for all of it to come to nothing was like now that's also when I realized in myself, like, oh, I need to have a perfect system in place now that whenever I work with somebody, I make sure that execution is there. So. And it gets to a point where I just am even still like looking on his social and like looking at things he's doing yeah. to make sure that he's doing something because I can't like when I see talent just go to waste, it hurts like my it hurts my heart. Right, <laughs> like, because honestly. it makes you feel like you could have done more. Right. And also that's also something I'm learning is not to take that guilt like on my shoulders. Mm. Like I really did everything that I could. It's like if um I mean like Harriet Tubman, like you can't free someone who doesn't want to be free. So if mm. I give you all this freedom and I give you all these things that you can do to truly live your life and you don't take it, that's that's on you now. You bring a horse to the water. Oh. Yeah. I don't know, it's up to the horse to drink, right? That's right. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
And I'm sure there were red flags along the way because I feel like mm. it's not like two years of like perfect execution. Right. And it's like, I'm done. So actually, that that's an excellent point. I think a lot of people would like to know because they're also working in similar situations, kind of behind the scenes, right? Building brands. What red flags do you think would be there to indicate that someone may really not be so about important. It. You have to have experience with that to know it. Yes, absolutely. I even have my own red flags when I realize I'm not passionate about something mm-hmm. and when you have to let things go. But one thing I realized before you even see a red flag, if you aren't waking up in the morning and thinking about that one thing that you want to do and how you're going to do it that day, it's not your thing. you're not hungry for it. Mm. I wake up in the morning thinking about all the things I want to accomplish when I do. And if that thought is the same every day and how I can get better, I'm going to keep doing it. Some of the red flags I saw with this particular client was that, like, some days it'd just be like, oh, you know, I'm going to lay in bed all day and, like, do nothing. Like, And I understand taking a day off. Like, that's very different when you need a break. But when you're doing nothing and you're okay with that and then or when something doesn't turn out right, you automatically, like, sulk in it and have this, like, back vic- victim mentality about it. And I've done it, too, so I'm not saying I'm not some perfect person or whatever, but you have to be your number one motivation in the beginning of the day because if somebody whoever you're working with were to leave you at any point then you only have yourself so if you can't even motivate yourself or love what you're doing enough to keep going you don't need to be doing that thing if i have to call you every day if i have to wake you up in the morning if i have to make sure you're getting to this place on time or make sure you're doing this and that and the third you don't want this Mm, and i get upset too because i want it for you Mm. so it makes me feel like like why do i want your success more than you want your success. You need to be branded as a professional mom. Dang, what is this? <laughs> when I beca- momming people, when sucks. I become a mom, like my kids are gonna be so popular. I can't even like the world's not ready for my offspring. Did They're you really get wake up calls? Was that a real thing? I was giving like I wake up in the morning at six every morning. I'm up. PM. <laughs> I know that I'm late when I come here. Excuse me, but I'm up <laughs> early in the morning. Um, I'm up very early in the morning, but I'm up. I'm meditating. I'm getting ready for my day. So, and what I do is I'm always checking on my clients. Like, make sure you're doing this. Make sure you're doing that. If it got to the point where I'm calling you in the morning, like, are you even up? No, no. It got to it, and it got too much for me to the point where I get too emotionally attached. And that's also when I make sure is I don't get too emotionally attached mm. to my clients and things like that because they have to want their own success. If they don't want it, then it's not my problem anymore. Mm-hmm. As sad as that makes me and as much I want them to be successful, I, I have to back up for my own sanity. I have to, mm. I have to, you know, like release them. And it got to the point where I released them and it felt like a, it felt like a, <laughs> like a breakup because I was yeah. I was like yeah I can't do this with you anymore and then he was like oh I thought you're gonna be there for me I'm gonna do this I'm like no I'm not your freaking mom I'm not your mother I'm here to make sure you're getting work done and if you don't want to get the work done we can't do any work you know I can feel it right now that's like an all-time mini speech right there just like I can't even tell you how many people need to hear that of just like if, yeah. if this is how you feel if this is how you're acting you're not in the right space and you need to accept it yeah. look Matt has Matt has gone through that with clients that he had to baby. I have gone through that with clients that I had to baby. You had to go, you had to mom clients too. Now let me ask you this. Um, and if you don't, if you don't want to disclose this, that's fine. But was this client paying you? Not, no, I'm okay. not even going to go around it. Yeah. The I- way I get 
I make sure I get paid now for my services, it would just be like, oh, then you can like buy me food the next time we go somewhere or whatever. Well, here, I, I want to preface this because, and I, I was thinking about this too, because you're so professional and the work that you do is so incredible. I almost feel like it undermines what you do to talk about like your payment system right now. And like we, we, like, we were talking about this last week and I can help you with this, but like you've done a ton of free work already just to like get the experience, get the portfolio, you know, get your name out there. And that is something people need to do. You know, I've done that. Rez has done that. You've done that. I think people who are really hungry for it and really want to like have something to like say, like I've proved myself. That's what people do. Now with that in mind, like in my, in my opinion, you're moving past that. Like I, I think you are past the point of proving yourself. I think you're past the point of free work. I think that there are, there are people who are going to recognize your value, you know? And that's very much what I'm hoping for this 20, 2020. I just got into having brunch with a friend and I was letting her know that if I'm doing a project and it does not pay me, mm-hmm. guess what? It better be with Big Sean or something. And this is also <laughs> why, Niara, this is also why you and I are partnering on something like the branding package yes, that we're putting I'm together. Yes, I'm so excited about uh, that. I'm so, I, I know. And this isn't exactly, um, this isn't exactly uh, the music production label, but I'll talk about this for a second. So this is something that my web development company has been working on, Forward Vibe. We've historically been, uh, like I said, a web development company, but so much of what we've done has been branding, has been brand consulting, has been brand development, where everything from uh, creating a website to designing logos, to picking out your typography, to picking out your colors, to picking out like your photo filters, to how you should present yourself, to social media management. It's like, it's been crazy, but we've been branding ourselves as web development, but we've done everything. So now what we're doing is like, hey, since we've basically been building brands from the ground up, we're going to brand ourselves as brand consulting. So I have a whole team now. Niera's going to be on the team. I'm on the team. Uh, I have a PhD in graphic design and animation. He's I, a PhD. Well, he's a PhD candidate. He's finishing up his degree in like May. So yeah, like, we claim stuff around here. He is a PhD. <laughs> he's he's a class act. Like even in his program, he's like top. He's I am so blessed to have met him, honestly. And then we have a data analytics guy who's also going to be doing our marketing. Like it's it's a dream team, honestly. Everybody's going to be able to focus on their own thing, and we're going to be like whether you're building a brand from the ground up or whether you're like trying to revamp your brand. That's what we're going to start focusing on, and it's not going to be the the free stuff or like the fifty dollars for like a two hour session thing that like Nira has been doing. Like this is going to be like like mid tier businesses. This is going to be like at least $10,000 for a package. Uh, the price point we're going for is $18,000. So this is like really serious stuff that we're going for. Sorry, total side tangent. But this is... <laughs> well, but, let me let me connect that, that to something. Sure. So we're talking about a team right here. And I think that's a very important topic that a lot of people don't really get to that point. They get frustrated with the work that they have to do themselves. Like I know before I met you, I didn't even think about a website. I was just trying to produce and my beats were not getting anywhere. I made the worst typey videos on YouTube and they were like all pixelated and stuff, but enough about that. But this is the whole reason why we have hip hop punch and more is because you can be as artistic, as creative, as like productive as possible. But if you don't know how to market it, if you don't know the business side of things, if you don't know how to get attention for what you're doing and monetize it, uh-huh. then it's not sustainable. Right, right, right. So let me ask you this, Nira. I know there's many difference of industries and you worked with many people, many different industries, that kind of stuff. However, when you are looking, when you're creative and you're looking at building a team, what, what sort of elements do you think need to be touched generally for each team member to have an expertise in? Um, Depends I on what think you're doing. that's, 
I know it depends, but like roughly. Right. So it does depend because what everybody brings to the table is different, of course. I think what it fundamentally comes down to is realizing your own limits and your own strengths and understanding, you know, what you bring. So if I know that I can tell a story and get an aesthetic together, but I'm not here for the (laughs) analytics, I'm not here for the financials, I obviously then look to see, so what am I lacking? And that takes a really big step in somebody to look at their themselves, look at their reflection and say, it's okay that you lack this, this, and this. Now find the people that bring that up in, in you, that actually fill that void of what it is you need to, to put in. So that's exactly what Matt did. He realized what he brought to the table. He realized what he could produce, but he was like, I can't do this by myself. Oh, it's insane I need- how many ways I split my attention right now. Right, mm. And I can't, so it doesn't make sense for me to try to figure all this out on my own. So why not go find people who are experts in these certain industries or certain um, aspects that can fulfill this need and we all work together as a collective it's like so when people are always like yeah yeah like I'm self-made like it's me me all day like me since day one like it's all me whatever like nice that's great and all that's that's I know it's so prideful and pride comes before the fall so if you're gonna sit there and be all prideful about everything you can do by yourself and then you don't make it as far as you want to make it you can get some success from that but not as much as you could if you found the right people to work with so i think that's really what it boils down to i know it gets confusing because a lion in a group is called a pride mm-hmm. <laughs> I-, I just thought of that <laughs> i don't know if that connects 100 percent, but you know i had to say i kind of get it i get what you're saying King but the, the, the difference between like a lion pride and personal pride is a lion has pride in their group they have pride mm. in their family. Mm. There we mm. go. Mm. Mm. You know My what I'm gosh. Saying? So, but when somebody has pride only in themselves, that's as far as they're going. A lion who has the big mane, like the man, the top mm-hmm. dog, whatever, could be out killing stuff, but he can't do it by himself. He needs his his lionesses. Yeah. First of all, you need an army of women behind you in the first place. Lions are doing it the best way. A harem. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> but that's that's the difference. I like how people sometimes use that as like, you know. To compare as like a metaphor, like, oh, but I have like lion's pride. No, you don't because you don't got a team. Mm, you need a pride in the group. And that is an awesome note to wrap up on because we have about a minute left in this space. <laughs> mm. So with that being said, this has been Hip Hop Entrepreneurs. Thank you so much, Nair, for being on here. Do you have any, uh, do you have any, uh, oh. You have an event coming up, like March 20th, like uh, a women's event. Do you want to shout that out real yes, quick? Yes, I do. Oh, my goodness. You look me up. Okay. So, March 20th uh, um, in Cherry Hill, New Jersey at the 1776 co-working space, I'm hosting my annual event called Hashtag Boss Talks, a revolutionary woman, a panel discussion curated about around women doing amazing things in their industry. Um, and for this event, uh, we have five women lined up to speak. I'm going to be dropping them soon. You have to follow me on Instagram at TWL underscore style and you can follow uh, 1776 Instagram as well to find out more information but we have great speakers lined up we have sponsors lined up um, we have activities and it all goes to a great charity called Heart to Heart which is helping women out of transition of being sex trafficked so I'm very excited about that it's a huge event it's 
near and dear to my heart so please come out i have the link up for you guys and i can you know oh, yeah. have it out so you guys can check it out and i know that's a women's event but can guys come too oh absolutely okay cool yeah i'll ask you more about that after do you have a uh, social media do you want to oh you, you well, said it I, that's why i you want to shout it out again real quick again. you can follow me personally at twl underscore style you can follow my creative consulting agency officially launching march 1st at twl underscore cc agency um yeah those are really like, the main things you need to follow that's, that's right. where you find me and um as, as per Niera's idea, we're going to be starting up a uh, uh, an Instagram page specifically for the podcast soon. But for right now, uh, Rez, you want to shoot, uh, shout out your Instagram handle? At R-E-Z-O-N-E-N-T. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me in life. But that was prideful. So I would say follow my group in life. There we go. And you can find <laughs> me on Instagram, Matt, M-A-T-T dot M dot Young. Wow, U-N-G. All right, guys, this has been Hip Hop Entrepreneurs. Peace out. Oh. <laughs>